A very good morning to all of you. Tyron here from Podcast Destroy and Deliver. It's the 3rd of the 10th, 2020, and I greet you in the name above every other name, the name of my beloved Savior, the Lord Jesus. The voice of God. Yesterday, I asked a question at our weekly young adults meeting, and the gist of it went something like this. What do you value most about God? The answers were the love of God, the grace of God, and the like, which are all traits filled with the goodness of God, which we will always be indebted to Him for. But that is not the correct answer I was looking for. It's heeding or paying particular attention to His voice and then looking for His grace in our lives to find the application to His instruction, come what may. Everything in creation came forth from the voice of God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, and this is how it happened in the beginning. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Let us pause for a, here for a second. I want you to visualize that if possible. God, the great I am, the one who had no beginning, nor will he have any end, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, opened his mouth and commanded light to come forth, and it happened. Maybe it's just time to start processing what he was, has to say to us in and through his penned word, the Bible. We should value all scripture. Its instruction is for our benefit and advantage for his children. The lost do not ever reference the Bible to find direction for their lives, but the Christian most certainly does. So the power of God's word certainly packs a punch. Just look at creation and it'll blow your mind. Don't just look at a sunset and say, how beautiful, oh, it's so peaceful. The next time something from creation blows your mind, I want you to say, how awesome is our God? And then to process the mechanics behind it all. It was the voice of God that brought that into existence. He speaks and it happens, period. The Apostle John, the disciple of love, starts his gospel by highlighting the word. 1 John verse 1, or cha John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, or with God, and the Word was God. So in the beginning we have the Word. In the beginning we have the Word was with God, and in the beginning we understand that the Word was God. Do you see that? Then later the Word became flesh in the form of Jesus the man who then defeats Satan, sin, and death, and makes a way to re-establish the void that Satan inflicted on mankind back in the Garden of Eden, when he got even Adam to sin. Right? Where sin entered in, and where every, every one of us, from that day on, were, were naturally sinful by nature. And we needed someone to bridge that gap. Praise the name of Jesus. He, and he alone, made a way back to the Creator. Jesus pays the price for our sin. One of my preferred topics, all hail King Jesus. It is crucial we learn to value the voice of God as our number one priority in our lives. Because the enemy, the old serpent, the one who is also known as the devil and Satan, uses deception to thwart the voice of God. It's his ace in the hole. It's his number one weapon. He gets a Christian to question the voice of God and their demise will soon follow. 
We believe because God has said, period. You don't have to completely understand His infinite plan. All we need to do is trust Him with our whole hearts. We know that God is for His children. Praise God. Just a brief history about Satan. He was created perfect in beauty and full of wisdom. So we can read that account and we get that information from the book of Ezekiel. And then pride entered into his heart and he challenged his creator. He challenged God and was able to deceive one third of the angels. The very same angels that lived in the presence of God who then denounces their creator and followed the devil's tyranny. Now think about that for a while. How could he achieve such a massive shift in heaven? What does it tell me? He certainly carries some weight. It would be foolish to, for us to dismiss that. Because of this now then God cast Satan and his followers, one third of the angels, out of heaven and they are banished to the earth. How do we know that? Well we can read the account in Job where Satan is traveling to and fro upon the earth. And he has a conversation with God. And then also in the book of Revelations, which we will read a little later, explains that they are banished to the earth. So we know that they were banished to the earth. Satan is a created being and therefore is not omnipresent. He cannot be at all places at the same time. It's important for us to understand that. It's very important for us to understand that. He's not like God. God was never created. He can be, he is omnipresent. He can be everywhere at the same time. That thought blows my mind, but it excites me at the same time. He now institutes his specific purpose, that Satan, which is to defy God by deceiving mankind and getting them to question the voice of God. Exactly the same way he must have enticed one third of the angels. And Revelation 12 verse 9 reads like this. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. His objective is to deceive. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. End of quote. The fact, he is the deceiver of the whole world and, he, and we must not walk into his trap. His objective is to deceive so by hook or by crook, he looks to undermine the voice of God. God then creates mankind, male and female, he created them. We all are aware of the beginning, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. I'm now moving into the importance of this post, so pay careful attention. <coughs> it's here where the serpent beguiles Eve, and how does he do it? He questions God's instruction to Adam. Genesis 2, chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, He commands the man, you see that? You may not, or you may surely, you may surely eat of the tree of the garden, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Eve was not present. I believe she was yet to be created. How does she receive the instruction? We are not told, but we can deduce that Adam must have informed her about the forbidden tree. Here is my, or here is what is interesting. He approaches the woman, Satan that is. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. Remember the whole thing about full of wisdom? 
Okay, you see what's happening? He's crafty here now. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of the tree of or eat of any tree in the garden? Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. And we all know the end too well. And we have all suffered under the bondage of sin in our lives. Eve is then deceived and she eats from the forbidden tree. She, she believed what Satan fed her to be the truth. That is what deceived means, to believe a lie to be true. Adam also ate, but he was not deceived. I wonder if he was taken by her beauty and therefore placed his need for, for her above the voice of God. He obviously willfully sinned. And so here is the proof to, to that. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 14 reads like this. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became the transgressor. What then is the lesson we need to take out of this account? We must believe the voice of God in every area of our lives, if it is to end well. Satan is now deceiving the world with the same plot he did in the beginning. He is setting up women and the liberal movement that is now in full flow to make his grand entrance as the Antichrist. His message will be, has God actually said? Many religious organizations are buckling under the world's voice and allowances across the board are being accepted as the norm. They are playing directly into the hands of Satan. So then, to my beloved sisters in Christ, do not be sucked into the web of deceit or his web of deceit. I beg you, I plead with you, I stand with you. I want you to stand upon the finished work of the cross and make your voice heard. We, your brothers in Christ, need your support now no more than ever. We need you to stand up and take what God has said to us and what he teaches us. And we need you to stand upon his voice so we can lock hands in unity. <clears throat> because the battle is fierce, but it's going to get a lot worse. So beloved sister in Christ, find your place in the body of Christ and heed the voice of God. And take up your intended roles. As it will pay great dividends in eternity. To God be the glory now and forevermore. Amen and amen. Signing off, Tyrant.